0: To you, you good morning, good morning, good morning to you, good morning, good morning, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Daring Dialogues, and I am your host this morning, Shantae Charles. I hope that you are having a great and wonderful day, and that your beginning of the week is off to a great start. Over the weekend, right? Over the weekend, I thought, but I should have known better. (laughs) I thought that we were not going to be having Any other discussion about Mr. K West? I'll just say that. (laughs) But apparently, over the weekend, a video, some video clips at first, was released through Revolt TV from a podcast by the name of Drink Champs. Um, I have, I am newly um, I've been newly kind of made aware of drink champs. Um, and the first thing I watched was their interview with, Ooh, what's the guy's name? Irv Jotti, which I thought was a very problematic interview. (laughs) And I thought to myself, um, I understand, you know, that the views of their podcast doesn't necessarily align with the views of whoever they're interviewing, but, um, I felt that was a very dangerous kind of interview in terms of what it did for the, what was being said about the reputation of the singer Ashanti at the time. Um, So that was the only thing I listened to because I wanted, I was hearing some other comments about it and I wanted to go and see what he actually said so that I was not making any um, assumptions or just going off of a clip, right? But over the weekend um there were some allegations that allegedly that Kanye did not um that JP Morgan Chase so I wanted to give an update because we talked about this in another uh podcast that JP Morgan Chase did not in fact close his account but that they were responding to him saying in September that he was going to close his account with them and take his money elsewhere. So that is still alleged. I did see a little bit of a video clip where, where Kanye West was, in fact, threatening to do that. And um, the reports are saying that J.P. Morgan Chase um, responded to his desire to pull his money out. So hopefully we will actually get to, you know, what actually went on there. Now that does not change the fact that J. P. Morgan Chase was a institution that was founded off of the enslavement of black people and the insurance of the enslaved That is how that that bank was founded among some others. so I know for myself, I have tried not to um to bank with a bank that that is the history. I know everybody may not have that option um because of you know, where they may be situated, but, um, if you are interested in, um, black owned banks, you can just Google black owned banks and it will show you whether or not there are ones in your area. It will show you ones that you can actually open up an online account for and, and support in that way by having an online banking account. So there are some, some ways to, um, support Right? Black banking. Give me one second. I've got a little bit of a lighting issue. One second. Let me do that. Okay. So, over the weekend, <clears throat> good morning. And this is Monday, Motiv- Monday Motivation. So, I hope that what I say today is motivating. Over the weekend, some clips were released from a new interview of Kanye West on Drink Champs. And those clips, <laughs> again, were showing a lack of context because people got very concerned, and I was like, "Okay, this is this is not a good thing." Um, if you're saying that George Floyd didn't did not die of a knee to his neck, that he died of the fentanyl, which the family is now getting ready to possibly, you know, present a lawsuit against Mr. West because according to the evidence, it was not the fentanyl. It was in fact, um, the knee to the neck. So <clears throat> he got that information apparently from the documentary that was put out by Candace O, people I really don't want to talk about on my show, <laughs> um, Who put out a documentary, you know, about the Black Lives Matter organization and the corruption that went on with that organization, the misappropriation of funds, etc. But that was not proven, even though it's in her documentary. So he takes something that was not proven because he went to her documentary, right? And he's now connected with her in some ways and says this on the Drink Champs. So now... The family of George Floyd is rightly angered and outraged because now you are, as a, you know, the world's richest black man in in America, you are now, your mouth has now put out some misinformation, right? Now, of course, people have a right to be upset about the Black Lives Matter organization. So I said, okay, this is a lot of stuff that's happening, right? Right. There's a, now a potential lawsuit coming from the George Floyd family. There's this soundbite that said, you know, that, <clears throat> that he said that, you know, the, the knee incident didn't really happen. And he's taking his information from her documentary. So I said to myself, the only way <laughs> I'm going to get to the bottom of this is to actually go and watch The full interview. So Revolt TV finally released the entire interview. And it is I will admit it is lengthy. (laughs) It is lengthy. So I watched part of it last night. And then I watched the rest of it this morning. About um, maybe 45 minutes to an hour of it this morning. And my conclusion is. (laughs) After 3 hours and 25 minutes of watching Kanye West talk unedited, well we don't know how much editing went on, but watching his, I would say his most unedited, most uncensored interview, he did give some clarification around the White Lives Matter shirt. He gave some clarification around um, what he saw with the George Floyd piece. He gave some clarification around why he's he's been going off on these what seems to be like very random tangents. He gave some more clarification around what he feels is anti-Semitism. Um, he went into even more detail and doubled down on black people being also Hebrews or the 12 Lost Tribes and what i could gather and again you can feel free to watch the 3 hours and 25 minutes yourself what i gather is what he is what he is trying to do and interestingly enough some of the things he actually stated <laughs> are things that we have said on this program um he said that he is trying to meet to the Jewish community. And when he says Jewish community, he's talking about... um, I'm surmising, because I don't want to put words in his mouth, that he is talking about the Ashkenazim. He's talking about the people who control all the levers, plural, of industry. He named them like... One particular person he kept naming, I was trying to catch his name, but he kept naming this one particular person, but he was talking about the levels and levers of power that control our country. And he talked about it from the political, he talked about it from uh, the sports realm, he talked about it from entertainment, he talked about it from the music industry. And he said, I want them to stop using Black people and disrespecting Black people and abusing Black people through their contracts. He also said, I am the Michael of this time, Um, meaning because they want him to stop talking about these things they are using and leveraging their power to discredit him to call him crazy um you know and he basically said they've pretty much taken everything from me that matters so at this point I have nothing to lose now I am concerned that During that broadcast, he kept saying over and over, he kept inviting people to come take him out or to come take him down. Um, As much as he also talked about loving his children and, you know, wanting to be there for his children and wanting to protect his children, making those kinds of blanketed, you know, invitations to come take you out is also not healthy for your children. Because as we know in our society, somebody may take you up on your offer. At the end of the interview, he gave them seven days and he said, you know, if you feel like you want to basically come take me out, you have seven days to do it. And if you don't do it, then shut up and stop, you know, stop coming at me, basically. So we know... That that was not a good thing. Another thing that he said within this interview that I think really kind of slipped a lot of people because he said it toward the beginning and he was very quick with it, but I heard him. <laughs> I heard him say that he is dyslexic. I was like, yeah, I figured something was going on there. <laughs> um, He is dyslexic and he was forced from left-handedness into right-handedness. I said, "Yeah, that will, that will do something. uh, That will kind of jack up your brains a little bit." How do I know? Cause I already told y'all on here. My my mom tried to beat me into right-handedness, and it didn't work. But she definitely tried. So I'm ambidextrous because she definitely tried. Um, and it didn't work for me. But I know how that could have affected a person. Um, so there is a lot in this in the interview that he gave that he is unpacking. Um, I will say that I did not come away from listening to the interview thinking this man is Crazy. I came away from the interview thinking that this man is trying to explain inner mechanisms of how society, how the unseen hands work. And it's very hard to explain how unseen hands work in those levers of power, in levels of wealth, if you're on the outside looking in. So I'm not going to pretend, you know, that I could understand and decipher everything that he was saying. But one of the major points that he said was or that he got across was he feels that black people are the real Jews and that the things that have happened to black people in this country um, is, in fact, the real anti-Semitism. Now, you're probably not going to hear that on any mainstream outlet, but he, he said it very clearly, very, very directly. And he gave examples, um, of how our, the music has been turned against us to destroy us. I think I actually mentioned that yesterday in our Sunday message, but he went further, (laughs) um, and gave, you know, some examples of because of his belief, right. That black people are Jewish, he believes that what is what is being pushed on black people in this country through the people who control power, through the people who control financial industry, through the people who control your contracts, if you go into any of these industries, you know, he made a point of saying the majority of it is Jewish controlled. So he feels like black people in America are ultimately being controlled. He said he said. Very clearly, the voice of black people is being controlled by Jewish people. That's what he said. And he talked about, again, the contracts that, are, that black people are signed to and how those contracts, whether it's through uh, an attorney or whatever, a team owner, whatever, he was like, it all leads back to one group of people. And he said, I just want, I want them to stop abusing black people. Now, again, unless you go listen to the interview, you're more than likely not going to hear that on a mainstream. uh, You're probably not going to hear it on a mainstream media clip. But the other piece he talked about was he said that Kim Kardashian is a Christian. Now, I, I knew that. I don't know why other people didn't. She's Armenian. If you know anything about the um the history of the Armenians, the Armenians went through several um genocidal people, you know, several genocidal attempts. I have a friend here um that is an actress and she's Armenian, and we sat down with her family who had survived the last Armenian genocide. And they began to tell us, you know, the things that happened to them and how um, they had to be brought back, brought over here. And the Armenians are the last group of people that speak in Aramaic. So they are like the last, how can I say it? They're like the last language. What is the word I'm looking for? kind of the keepers of, that's what I meant, the hello, they're the keepers of Aramaic language, which was the language that Jesus actually spoke in. So when I found out that uh, she was Armenian, I was like, oh, okay, she is from a origin line, right, of early, early believers, so one thing he did say in this interview, and for those of you coming in, I'm talking about the latest three-and-a-half-hour interview that Kanye West gives on Drink Champs. Um, I encourage people to go watch the whole thing. <clears throat> so some of the narrative about him can be dispelled because sometimes you just, if you listen to video clips, it will make anybody look crazy depending on how stuff is spliced. <laughs> but the second concern he he shared in that video was that he did not want his children to become prostituted by the industries that are present. I mean, that's just putting it <clears throat> simply. And he said he doesn't want his child, well, his daughter, one of his daughters, to be turned into a trouble for the world because her father's voice is being limited in her in her life. He said about his son, he doesn't want his son to be turned against him, to be turned away from him to um not have his voice within his life. And he alluded to the fact that, you know, because of what he sees happening, it is concerning him and he doesn't want his son to be eventually 26 in prison with because of the you know the lack of father voice father influence within his life okay so he is and does have some valid concerns and his commentary to the black community was when i needed people you know, of course, in his immediate circle, but also us in at, at large, he said, when I needed people to step up or to say something about things that were happening, people were kind of they were silent, nobody was you know standing up for him. He said when I was kind of shut out of my of my child's party at that time, and i was I didn't know where my child was one person did finally reach out and give him the the location but he said nobody was really standing up for me he said while Kim and I were still married and she was gallivanting you know with this relationship and this guy is putting out statements about you know sleeping with his wife remember Kanye openly says I'm a Christian He was like, that was totally disrespectful in his sight. You know, this is disrespectful to my marriage. Yeah, we may be going through a process, but we're not divorced. And he was like, nobody was speaking up about that. You know, that this man is openly disrespecting my marriage. So, again, a lot of things that he said that he was concerned about were valid. You know, and so sometimes we can hear a media bite and we can say, oh, that person is off their rocker, right? He also talked about the um, the White Lives Matter shirt and why he did that. He talked about Black Lives Matter. He did, and he said, Black lives do matter. And then everybody on the panel said, okay, that's what we needed you to say. Because the message that you gave the world initially was that black lives don't matter. And I appreciate um, the people that were on there that were, you could tell he had a, a real relationship with them outside of the podcast that were saying, okay, you put this out here, but the way you put it out here, people were not understanding you. People were not for this message of just black lives don't matter because you wore this shirt and he did say black lives do matter i'm mainly talking really about the organization and then everybody said okay thank you for clarifying because initially the way it was put out it made it seem like you didn't care about black lives and hey we are actually people are really actually getting killed out here and that is important for our community to know that you understand that you need to be able to separate the organization, what happened with the organization and the the general statement that yes, black lives do matter. So he did cover that um, in this interview. He talked about um, how these, the current industry um, he felt like it pitted him against his close friend Virgil. He talked about how, um, you know, him and he said out of the people in his life, Virgil was probably the third, the third person that he hung out with the most. And of course, him taking a job at the other company, he said it turned them into rivals and he was not allowed at the end. He said, you know, there's still nobody really knows how his friend died. So he's concerned about that. And then he said, on top of that, he was not allowed to go to the funeral. And if, if you are really close to someone and you are grieving their death, right? But you're not allowed to, for some people, that funeral provides closure for them, right? But you're not allowed to go to their funeral and y'all were that close. Obviously, that is going to possibly disrupt the grief process for you. So, I said all that to say, (laughs) Kanye West has a lot going on. He does. But I cannot say he is crazy. Not after listening to what he's saying. Now, he might have a very interesting way of trying to bring, I would say, bring the powers to be, to heal. Based on what he knows. Based on his level of access to not to information, um, he also made a very interesting statement about being told, or another rapper, his another close friend rapper, was told that the powers that be did not like. How he was sharing secrets of the wealthy within his music, that's whole of the conversation um so because of that, he got some pushback, right but uh, again, I wanted to listen to it in its entirety because I'm tired of sound bites and I'm tired of. Mainstream media taking a soundbite and then creating a whole article, (laughs) creating a whole article from a soundbite. And unfortunately, oftentimes that process is what happens in our own lives. Just on a smaller scale. Sometimes people do that to you and I. They take one little piece of information Or one little snippet of what you said, they clip it, and then they make your whole life about that clip or that snippet. So one thing that I take away from what I heard and what I listened to, because this is Monday Motivation, is to tell your own story. Tell your own story. Get your own viewpoints out here in the world. Get your own perspective out here in the world. Um, And tell it in an environment that is conducive to allowing you to speak. Tell it in an environment that is conducive to listening to you. Because, again, one of the things he said was, well, I have been being shut out of certain outlets so i went to the outlet that would give me the space to talk but even then right he said they only support me as far as i am willing to support or align with their agenda with trump so he does know (laughs) that these other outlets are using him right But at that point, that was the outlet he felt that was open to him, that was willing to let him speak. But as we know, later, right, they cut some of their footage. And of course, they sliced and diced it to the way they wanted it to sound when they played it, his interview. So again, tell your own story from your own perspective tell it with people who are willing to listen to you because that's one thing they did on this uh this interview that's why it's 3 hours and 25 minutes long <laughs> is they let him talk they didn't do a whole lot of interrupting they let him speak fully as much as he you know was willing to um to divest but i really do think that from what I heard in that three hours and 25 minutes, I think he is sincere in his desire to want to change the world. I think he's sincere in his desire to want to see black people do better. I think that because of his belief that black people are the Jews, he is now looking at everything that is being done to black people through the lens of what he calls true anti-Semitism. And he wants to flip the tables. He does not want black people to continue to put out stuff that is going to be detrimental to them. Now, somebody would say, hey, well, Kanye's a part of that putting out stuff that's detrimental. That could be true. I don't listen to all of his music. Um... I really Kanye really started coming on my radar in terms radar in terms of trying to see who he was as an artist was during Sunday service. So for me, you know, his previous record that a lot of people are into, all of his other albums, I don't listen to them. Um I heard his Sunday service work and I've watched a couple of his interviews and I have watched his documentary series on Netflix, uh, where he, you know, his life was being curated, I think for the last 20 years. So those are the the parts of him that I am familiar with. So I am not speaking from a Kanye fan. None of that. It's just, I'm trying to understand, um, what is going on right now, what is going on with him as a person, because he is very influential. And I think any of us who are human beings in this world, one of our greatest needs, right, is to be understood. One of our greatest needs is to be able to communicate and have somebody say, even if it's five or ten people, to have somebody say, you know, I hear you. I get you. I understand where you're coming from. I might not agree with all your methods, (laughs) but I understand where you're coming from. I understand you you have a goal. I understand you're trying to come from a place of help or healing or love. I understand that you're not trying to be uh, have a malicious intent in what you're doing, but I definitely may disagree. And they did. They said, the people who were interviewing him said, Kanye, you didn't have to go this route. <laughs> they told him that. In order to get to this space of being at this table, to like talk and share what you really want to say, you didn't have to go all of these weird to them questionable routes. To where now we have all these sound bites and people are just confused about where you stand with black people. Are you for us or are you against us? Um after listening to him for 3 hours and 25 minutes, I would say he is for black people. But again, his methods have confused people, <laughs> very much confused people. But I believe that if people listen to the full interview, if you have time, I will say make time, you know, maybe do it in 30 minute increments where you can, but try to get through the whole thing. And I think you'll come away from it understanding that he is trying to expose ex- internal things. He's trying to expose internal systems. He's trying to expose the invisible powers that be. And it's hard to do that for people who don't understand those levels of power in how things work behind the scenes. It's hard to do that. If you're a giraffe, okay, it's hard for a giraffe to explain to an ant what it's like to be a giraffe. I'll just put it that way. And <clears throat> because of that, he is coming off, you know, sounding, especially with sound bites, sounding as if he's just off his rocker. But he's not. He's not off his rocker. He's got some interesting ways of trying to get information out but he's not off his rocker the problem with what we see with media is once people label you as off your rocker and you buy into that then people tend to tune you out and that's of course what they want people to do they want people to tune him out All together. So. My Monday motivation for you. And what I'm getting from all of this. Is. It is important to. Tell your story. Be in a place where people will hear you. And listen. Clarify things. That need to be clarified. So people won't. Walk away with a. Idea of you. That's not you. And it takes courage to say what it is you truly and really believe. Now, do I think that Kanye is going to not get some serious pushbacks from everything he said on this interview? Oh, he is. He most definitely is. Because the more that he continues to push, The more that he continues to say black people are the um, Jews, black people in America are the Jews, the more he continues to say that, the more he's going to be um, put into the media, especially mainstream media, as cray-cray. So that narrative is probably not going to go anywhere. But because he continues to say it, What it is going to do is it's going to push people to do their research. Um, It's going to push people to study a little bit more. To say, he keeps saying this. Is this actually something we need to look into? Is there any truth to this? I know he keeps saying it. But is there any truth to it? Or are we just going to write it off as Kanye is, is not in his right mind? <laughs> he's imagining things. So I'll leave that up to you all to think about. Is he in his right mind? Is he, is he exaggerating? Is he wanting to take on another culture's identity? Or is there some truth to what he's saying? And who stands to benefit? Who stands to benefit or not benefit if that is true? Something to think about. All right. This has been another episode of Daring Dialogues, and I've been your host today, Shantae Charles on Anchor.fm. If you over at Anchor would like to join us for the ensuing conversation please feel free to join us on IG, which is where we are live. We are vlogging live at IG. I hope to hear from you tomorrow, or you can join us on IG as we continue the other part of this conversation, which is your feedback. Thank you for listening. Take care and have a great and wonderful day.